This is the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast, a CFCP production with Mike and Laurent. All right, my friend, we are off. We're back. We're going. We were chatting a second ago about the rundown and we run it off. But so this is a, we are in the international break for the uninitiated. If you're still here, international break, only fucking European sports does this. They stop their seasons in the middle of the season so that they teams can go fuck off and play around the world. How many uh, times? Five, six times over the course of the year? No. It's, like when the NHL it's like, does it's it. Like, it's, like three, it's like three times. Fine. But when the <laughs> NHL does it for the Olympics, once every four years, the owners have a fucking coronary, right? Because they're like, oh, somebody's going to get hurt. And inevitably somebody does. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't matter. There are injuries everywhere during these fucking yeah. things. So yeah, because you, you, you here, take, like, if you're a, a good player, let's say you're a great player. Let's say, you know, someone like uh, Sadio Mane, let's say, right? He's a great right. player. Plays for Liverpool, biggest club in the world, right? Or one of them. And he's got to go to Senegal to play in Burkina Faso on a fucking bus? Like, no, we're not going. Yeah. Oh, you get, you get an injury? A guy fucking puts snake venom in your leg? No, no, this is insane. We're not doing this. Like, shit that goes on in Africa for this is like bananas. Like, yep. oh, uh, the, the bus got shot up. What? <laughs> <laughs> didn't when bob bradley former u.s coach when he was coaching egypt i think they stopped fighting a civil war to root for egypt to make it to the fucking world cup yes that's what happens yes during these international breaks like <laughs> yeah. they, they they do basically no, the, the friendlies great, and qualifiers for the euros and the world cup and and copa america over here and whatever else the crazy one is Arabayor with togo i think they literally killed guys Jesus Christ. On the team. Like, th- there's some story with Togo and Arabayor and bus attacks and kidnappings. Like, it's fucking bananas. Like, the- yeah. <laughs> dude. And so the African stuff is, is the I mean, listen, we're exaggerating. They're modern countries. We get it. But, like, Not they, really. they get crazy. Like, guys fucking yeah. bury voodoo dolls under the stadium. Like, it's fucking bananas. But anyway, so, so that's going on right now. So there's a little bit of a lull. They had a news day, uh, a Friday news dump, Friday afternoon news dump in England today. Yeah. Okay. And here we go. I'm, I'm shocked by this because they don't do capitalism particularly well, but this is this is next level stupidity. So, um, in the Ameri- in, in the in the states, you have for NFL, you have Sunday ticket for MLB or NHL, you have packages that you can buy and watch every game the whole season, aside right. from local blackouts, with blah 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 blah. You right. get ninety percent of the games the whole fucking time. Over there, normally, and, and Laurent can speak to this even better than I could probably, they don't have – we talked about it on the pod before. They, they have a guy on camera watching the games and explaining to you what's going on. But here's the reason. They have – you know how we have local blackouts? Yes. No, I understand. Think about why. the country is tiny. They essentially have a national blackout every Saturday from 12 right. to 3. No games may be televised at that time. That is the traditional – soccer game time because when the factory workers got the half day saturday they used to work six and a half days a week half day saturday meant at three o'clock the guys were off and they could watch a game right right and 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 so so the country still has that blackout and right and but in another way it's basically forcing people into the stadiums and creating that atmosphere that we all love because it's not right because it's not just the big clubs it's not it's across the country so if you want to go every team plays at that time in the country 
which is right. insane. And, and so we've been over here in the States, we've been struggling with what's become NBC has the right and they, they use their new streaming service as kind of a, a Trojan horse yeah. to force people into paying. And for it's the $50 for the year. Right, exactly. <laughs> which is 60. If but you want to get mad about that, you can, but it's I, pretty good. But what I'm saying, I'm not mad about the price of it. I'm mad that no, in some the UK, games are it's on crazy. it. Some games are on it. Some games aren't. So last mm-hmm. week, I was taught, we were talking with our friend Shari, who we're going to have on the pod soon. You'll be able to actually hear from him instead of us talking about him. And I was, I was just venting about how, why isn't there just a Sunday ticket? This is so goddamn stupid. I will give you 50 bucks. I'll give you 150 bucks if you give me every game as promised, right? In one place. So, in one place, right, just so that I don't have to keep jumping through hoops and go to Reddit streams when I won't. Because now it's really, I don't care about the 50 bucks. I just, it's the principle of the thing. This is so goddamn stupid. <laughs> so fine. And it gets worse because that was $5 a month or $50 for the year. And now in, in, in England today, they've basically created a pay-per-view as, as if every match was a UFC event, right? And it's 15 pounds, almost 20 American dollars for one match, one match, I'm flabbergasted by this. And to say that I'm frustrated isn't even going to hold a candle to what our friends across the pond are doing. There's a genuine almost, well, there's always riots going on these days. But <laughs> there's, uh, there's people f- screaming in the streets over this, and, and rightfully so, I think. Because the other thing is that they're not allowed in the stadiums right now because of everything going on with COVID, right? So now they are forced to pay on top of their already cable bills to pay $15 or 15 pounds per match. Absolutely asinine. You're looking at what? That's, that's 60 pounds a, a month, roughly, for every Premier League match that doesn't count Europa League, Champions League, the Cups, any of that shit, which I guarantee you they're going to lock onto this too. It's absolutely asinine. And the clubs voted on it in a 19 to 1 decision. Shout out to Leicester City for being the only club who dissented. But it, it makes sense from their I, perspective, right? Of course not. Of course, it's a way to generate revenue in a way when you can't pack fans into your stadiums. I understand. But my God, who's the idiot with the pricing model? $15 a game or 50 pounds a game? Are you fucking kidding me? Well, well here, here's, why, here's how you have to think about it for them, right? Like, one, they do – well, what they had been doing during this lockdown was all the games were televised. Like, any game for any team, you could watch right. it, right? But with the loss of, of gate revenue, which is – big in the uk like the disparity in revenue for each team is tremendous like it's it's not like baseball it's not like the nfl like we complain about disparities in revenue it's not like this this is insane like there's teams that have hundred million dollar payrolls versus teams with half a billion dollar payrolls right where one player on manchester city costs as much as all of burnley easily right so so when these guys are trying to do this $15 and why most of the teams did it, they're not thinking about their fans. They're like, we're going to go out of business. Like yeah. the margins in soccer in Europe, because it's so hyper-competitive, right? It's so competitive. They do things like 80%, like it's not unusual for 70% of revenue to go on player wages, right? Which is bad right like in the in 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 the nba they argue about 51 49 right and they try and hide uh revenue so we're talking about hyper competitive hyper really small margins these teams survive a lot of them on the largesse of the owner simply going 
okay, I'm going to take money from my other business and just give it to the players because the team is not a business entity. They're literally not thought of as businesses. They're there to survive and serve the community. They're this, and you can't, and it's not like a franchise where the value of the league locks in the value of the team, right? So, you know, if Burnley is a good example, if they fall out of the Premier League, they can't sell that team for $400 million or $500 million. Like the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning in uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks, who's the fucking team I want to talk about? Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays. Rays say, there's only one left. Are a completely shitty, worthless fucking piece of shit baseball team, but they are one of the 32 baseball teams by the, by the floor is the ceiling. They're automatically worth almost a million or a billion dollars by accident, just because they're in baseball. Because that is not, not true in England. So they're talking about different financial and that's why they have to do it at that price because they're trying to get the money you would from the gate by television. And, and it's easier to allocate it to all the teams. If you're buying Burnley versus Manchester United. And that's what they're, but that's what they're doing, right? That's exactly. what they're doing, right? It's because, not, right. it is direct. It's like, I'm a Burnley fan. I'm not on TV. I'm buying the game to watch Burnley. So Burnley gets that money. But so bringing it back to the, the, the supporters point of view. Well, right? they get to complain about everything. They want it to be They free. are. They are. But listen, <laughs> and I'm not going to say that they're right about a lot of things. And in fact, I disagree with them very often. But their season ticket uh, purchases or their revenue for that already has been deferred to next season in a lot right. of cases. Right. They're, well, they should, they, should get a comp- they, should get a, they should get it for free. Or they should whatever. get it for free. Right. And if yes. you're going to do this, if it's four, four or $5 a match, BR Live in the Champions League does $3 in the U.S. a match. And I'm even still, I'm like, am I, do I really care enough no. for that? But the, no. other, the, the other key piece thing here is, though, just to be clear, the regular TV rights slots that you would get are still on, right? So if yes. you are a Sky Sports subscriber, you would get the Sky Sports game or you would get the – whatever game is on, right? Okay. So Manchester United will always be on whatever the slots are normally. I, I don't know the breakdown in England, but mostly it's the highlights package, the main, like the Sunday NFL show that Boomer does is on BBC. That's a two-hour show where they basically do between 10 and 15 minutes of every game of the week. That's match of the day. Mm-hmm. That's an institution. It's been on since 1960. There's that. Then there's Sky, BT Sports, and I think that's it. Sky and BT, and they split certain, and they split games that are not at the twelve o'clock window. So Sky yeah. will have a Monday night football game, which is a big deal, and then there's usually a night game on a Saturday, and then Sunday games are sometimes BT, and those games will still be on those things, but you have to pay for those. They're still they're paid television. Well, it's paid uh, television through your through whatever cable package. You whatever, have, it, yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah, The same way when the Rangers are on NHL Network here in the states, and I have to get that part of the you know. Right. That add on to the game. So, I mean, I, so. the price is the, – the, 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 the argument is on price. The English complain about fucking everything because they're poor. <laughs> no, I get it. And then, so I said they're bad at capitalism. But, like and, – and they're – I just – I can't get my head around 15 pounds, $20 a game. I, if, if you told me $150 for – honestly, at this rate, compared to this, $150 for a month would make more sense. <laughs> well, this the thing is, is – but, but, but remember, right? It's only going to be for – it's really – the pain is really for a hardcore, diehard Fulham fan who would have been at every game because they're yeah, not going to be on t- – they're not going to be on TV ever. But that's 10,000 people. Yeah. 
So that's the only people that they're going to try to get money from. For, well, that's 10,000 people from Fulham. Yeah, from Fulham. Right? Or, and, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I think yeah. you've got at least five, on average, you've got at least 5,000 people per club who are like, they're up against the wall right now with this. Because they're like, really? Am I really going to throw another 60 pounds per month, essentially? Yeah. On just my team? That's, that's might, hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. That that's they might. Tough. But I mean, I think the bigger, the bigger, more interesting thing is, and I had this argument with a guy on Twitter, a writer, is how is how sport is viewed in the UK or in Europe versus us, right? They still have this like notion of amateurism and non-professionalism. And, and it's like, it's as though it, it is exactly like this. It, it, they treat it as though college sports had become professional at some time, right? If you could think about how that would be for people's brains, they'd be like, what do you mean? Like our professional sports were always professional. They were founded to make money and sell beer on Sundays, started with baseball and all the sports, whether you like it or not, they all copied baseball. And even the Premier League copied baseball. They didn't have the idea of a scheduled season and they saw what baseball did and the Premier League copied it in like 1890, something like that. The table, the whole, the way the table used yeah. to, the way the standings used to be in, in America, right? We'd have 10 teams, one on each side, and then they'd just go. Um, and they, they only had the FA Cup. They would just play tournaments all the time. Uh, so, so that sort of system, and they, they just get like in these like, oh, well, I can't believe they're trying to make money. I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Yeah. This is what they do. Like, it's a business. The, the yeah. idea that sport is a business is just boggles their mind. Like, well, it shouldn't be. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. It's so hard as an American to be like, I always just like, I read the arguments on Twitter from these European guys talking. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? Right. What do you mean? Like, or, like the, the, mind- or the German model where it's like 51% fan owned. It's like each team is a YMCA that funds the team. Except for Bayern Munich. And they're the only one who. Wins. Oh, no, no, no. They have that rule too. They really? just are the YMCA with 200,000 members. I see. Right, they're so big. They have so many members that right. they just fund it. Right, or, or same with Real Madrid. I don't think people really realize that all the teams in Germany are like the Green Bay Packers. Right, makes sense because Green Bay is a German area that they would create that model. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very like clever. Uh, and then Real Madrid is like that too, and so is Barcelona. They're owned by the club members, and then it's a political organization. It would be like if the fucking Pentagon ran a team, <laughs> which they do, they run the, they run the army. Right. Or yeah. So, so that's just, I we probably went on too long with that, but I think sometimes this stuff is interesting for like the deep heads. They're just like, what? Like I love fucking TV media. I will listen to guys talk about ratings and this and that. Like, I, I love it. I just fucking, I don't care. Like it's so well, cool to me, especially like especially differences the- between sports. Yeah, but and as we started the show, what the fuck else are we going to talk about right now? You know, it's the international break, so we can talk about Jack Grealish, fucking beautiful man, boy. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. That, and that's I, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that, that everything sort of is going quietly on the international front right now. Like knocking on wood, Regulon or Reggie, as I call him, uh, he had he picked up a quick knock, but Kane uh, didn't even play yesterday, and I was like, good, just go yeah, train. Yeah, well, they're for gonna a few days they're gonna play Belgium, and they're gonna want to play. 
because they want to uh, know how shit, they are. I didn't see that. All right. Well, whatever. Um, yeah. But one other thing that happened recently, and we had touched on it very briefly in our last episode, was uh, the, the, the transfer window came to a close. Transfer so window. We've had a few a few days, and we've looked well, into I, again. You know, this is yeah. another one. Another one we should explain very quickly. They're not trades. You buy the player's contract, and when you buy the contract, he has the option to renegotiate. Yep. So every time you and change teams, does. you get a new contract, and you yes. get yes, and you do it again. And right. as the contract runs down, the more you can buy the player for. So it's, right. in fact, the, baseball was like this when we had minor leagues. It's only the modern, it's only the, the, when, when we created minor league systems that we had that. Can you right. baseball had pro rel would have been amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> We'd have basically the entire league would be in the Northeast and there'd be no teams in the South. Exactly. Right. You'd have one team in LA. And that'd be, it. be five teams um, in Boston. That'd be fucking incredible. That'd be wild. Um, so, I have, I have a take on this, but go ahead with the international stuff. Oh yeah. no. The, well, the transfer window stuff. So I, I think we can go one for one here. We have some winners. We have some losers. Um, the big one for me, very, very simply and very obviously, is, is Tottenham, right? I mean, they, they signed six players. Now, in the time that I've been a fan, which is roughly 10 years, they haven't, I don't think they've signed six players in total since they've signed Gareth Bale and that they had the Bale seven, right? Like, so yeah. Yeah. to be able to. Uh, and the net spend was roughly 48 to 50 million. They really didn't break the bank. Daniel Levy was very, very smart and savvy about the way that he went along with things. But sir, I already mentioned Regulon, but Hoiberg looks like a great, great signing at the back. Anyone who watches Southampton could have told you that. That dude's fucking I good. <laughs> I love that signing. Doherty for a very, very cheap deal. Off to a bit of a rough start, but I think he'll get there. Obviously, the big one, Gareth Bale coming back home who apparently will be fit next weekend against uh, West Ham. And we'll talk a little bit more about that next episode or next, you know, next few here. But, um, but yeah, I mean, so for me, that was the, that's the, the low hanging fruit that I'm absolutely going to take. I'm taking a victory lap for Daniel Levy, who catches a lot of shit sometimes from me, uh, but he was fantastic. So, so that's mine. Who's, who's, an, who's a winner for you, Laurent? Dude, it, I'm going with Aston Villa. I just fucking, yeah. I love all the dudes they brought in. The Barkley. Yep. The Ollie Watkins, we saw it. The Emmy Martinez, who probably was the biggest, like having a, like one of the things I'm learning slowly because I'm stupid is when you don't have a good goalkeeper and then you do have one, it is a huge difference. All of, all of a sudden, things that are bad that happen to your team simply stop happening. They're just like, oh, he came and got the cross. That's awesome. And then you, <laughs> you and when, when you, when you don't have a good goalkeeper, you're like, why are they scrambling in front of the goal? Oh, fuck. It's oh, an it's own goal. Or what? What do you mean? He just didn't come out and get that? Or why is he going out there? So <laughs> when, you, when you have a sure goalkeeper, all of a sudden problems, that, it's the same for defenders. People don't, the, the, the thing, it's probably the same in, in like hockey as well. Really good defenders and defensive players make things not happen. So yep. you just simply don't happen. All of a sudden, the ball goes the other way, they get it and send it back the other way. So you feel like you're on offense all the time when, in fact, they're preventing all the shit from happening that when you don't have it, you can tell. <laughs> the very, very tip top for both football and hockey, I think, are true, where the tip, like the Van Dykes, the companies back in the day, they're, so, they're noticeable, right? Yeah. But a good defender is like a good referee. You don't notice them, right? Yeah. They they just, just go, things just oh. don't happen. Oh, yeah. 
Toby Alderweireld is playing today. I totally forgot because he, he touches the ball and he gives it to one of the attacking the midfielders and they get get it back up to the attacking third. So yeah, yeah I, I mean, I and and, and so Villa on. Villa did a couple a couple things right. So it's 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 uh, it's Watkins, it's Martinez, and then this other guy. What we know what's been going on with left backs who are essentially now wingers. They, this is was a defensive position in a flat four, is now become an offensive position. And teams just go, well, we're going to defend with two. Or they make really strong central midfielders. But Matty Cash came from, uh, from Nottingham Forest for, for Villa, and he's really good too. He's got a bad mustache, funny hair, looks like he's 12 years old. But $17 million is a lot from the championship. So those are the teams I look out for, and they, and they cleared out so many dudes. So I really like them. Uh, that's really been my sort of takeaway. Like, I really like to pay attention to the shit teams because the good teams are the good teams. They're always pretty good. The shift teams, you know, they, they, they have a lot of the character, right? They're the, yeah. they're the guy who shows up in the second season of a TV show you love, and you're like, who's this fucking guy? This guy's awesome, Yeah, right? yeah. The R- um, Rafiki, Rafifi in, in fucking uh, in the league. When in the sh- league, exactly. Rafi, yeah, Rafi. Yeah, <laughs> when yeah, when yeah, Manzukis exactly. shows up, you're just like, Manzukis, <laughs> how, how can I get a feed of guest appearances by Jason Manzukis on any show? Like, I, I don't watch the show. But he's on it. So what yes. is he doing? <laughs> yes, I will watch this next episode. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Who else do you got? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one more winner. I'm gonna go with Everton. Uh, another sort of oh. obvious one, but I mean, James Rodriguez is a wizard. But it's more than that. Allen at the or Allen, Allen, however you say it, at the back. Allen. He looks really, really strong. Let's do it. And, Let's and do it. White boy style. Yeah, Decor he's good. Is really, really good. I mean, he's a he's the underrated signing of the whole window there. I think. Well, I mean, it, is coming on strong. It's it's I, tough I think- for DeCorey because he was at Watford and he's kind of a, just a run up and down guy, but he's so athletic that it just makes it works, right? Yeah. Right. He he may not be in the right place all the time because a lot of stuff is spacing. They're almost polar opposites, James and DeCorey. Yeah. James doesn't move at all, and he and he doesn't run, and people are like, well, he's not doing anything, and DeCorey. Including me sometimes. <laughs> and Decore is running all over the place all the time and probably half the time in the wrong place. But yeah, James, he's just like, he sits on the wing and he's in between spaces and he just stands there and the ball comes yeah. and he just puts it around the corner and you're like, Oh fuck, th- there he is. That was beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that's and my, then, that's my second winner. Who you got? Do you have another one or will you go to the losers? Uh, well, I mean, we could talk Chelsea. I don't want to talk Chelsea. I think I'm more interested in with, with Chelsea is just, they never spent the hazard money. <laughs> And so people are like, oh, my God, they bought all these players. I'm like, no, they've been sitting on this money for a year. By the way, that Hazard deal is going to be the greatest deal that anyone has ever made. The same, well, it's as, almost in the function of like what they, what they, what they get, get what they get for it. The other one is, and I underrated, and I know it's four years ago, the Coutinho deal essentially creates modern Liverpool. That's correct. Because that deal gets them Van Dyke, gets them everything. He funds the whole project. It gets them Van Dyke and Salah, and they <laughs> yeah. have money left over. Yeah, yeah. And so the best just... part about the Coutinho deal from the Barca side, which I think I mentioned when we were talking about the, they the got Champions fucked. League, he scored more goals on loan for Bayern Munich against Barcelona in that eight to two game <laughs> than he did for Barcelona last year. Fucking yeah. insane, right? Yeah. So, so, so you you yeah. you you sent a list here, and your your concern about Southampton uh, moving. I want to disagree. I think Southampton will be fine. They'll, they'll reload and find a dude. I just want to look at the guy they got in to replace. You're not a lover of, of James Ward-Prowse, huh? Oh, no, I am. That's, that's Kyle Walker-Peters. Uh, you don't like him? He stinks. I, I want to root for him. He's just not very good. And that's the thing. That was the beauty of that business. 
it was Kyle Walker Peters and three million pounds for uh, Hjordberg. And I'm like, um, okay, he's drunk. I'm like, whatever's going on, he's drunk. Say yes. Sign the paper. Yeah, so so the done. guy the guy they brought in to replace is a, is a guy from the French League. And if you know anything about the French League, it's Which all – it's defensive. They always play two pivots, and it's always really athletic. Like all the best defensive yeah. midfielders, the sixes, are from France. Conte, Idrissa Gay, uh, uh, Geyer, the guy at Leicester. And so they've, oh, yeah. they've got another one, this kid, Ibrahamid Diallo, that they got from Brest. Don't laugh. Uh, for for 16 million, uh, and he'll probably just step in and replace your bird. I just trust Hasenhutl. I just do. I don't I know think, why. No, no. I think that from the from that perspective, I think so. But I mean, and and I did forget about the Ellis, but I'm just worried about the uh, the business that they were doing when I wrote this, which was a few days before uh, <laughs> for the Southampton. But I mean, I, I don't. I, I love Hasenhutl as well. I just I don't know if they're going to be able to sustain that. It's going to be. Danny Ames is not going to score 25 goals again. He might. I just don't. I don't. I don't know that he is. Yeah, he and, doesn't and have to. They just. They just need Adams to score 10. I know, and he's got a lot of missed chances. I have him in fantasy. <laughs> he he runs hard. He's in the channels. He'll get there. He's got to just stick with it, right? Yeah. No, that's fair. Danny Ings had a bicycle um, kick goal, by the way, yesterday. Oh, in uh, in in internationals, nice. I love it. Um, I, love it. I think Sheffield United. It's one of you already mentioned it with with Emmy Martinez and Aston Villa. One of those things where you lose a good goalie, you don't realize what you had. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. Dean Henderson going back to United is really hard. Aaron Ramsdale from Bournemouth is not Dean Henderson. No, he's not even close. Not yet. So, no. Yeah. So that's that worries me. Um, wow. Ryan Brewster was a lot of money. It is. Liverpool. I'm just looking at it. I'm like, holy shit, that's $28 million. Yeah, that's a lot of money. And, and that's what, you know, and, and again, shout to Jari. He, we were saying that that's a, that's a lottery ticket. That's a 50-50 shot. Like, he's extremely oh, talented, he's but I don't, he's very unproven. So, we'll see. Yeah, sure. But and good, you, on, you, good on Liverpool for getting that much for him. But um, I just, I don't know. I, I, I would rather have, hey, there's the cat. I would rather have Callum Robinson that they gave yeah. to what, West Brom? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's weird. I, I, I'm not sophisticated enough to always know all this stuff, but it just Either seems much. to me that it's just a crazy number, right? Like, so I'm on, I'm on transfer market, and they have his market value at five million, and they paid twenty five. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that can't no. be good. That's no, got to be that's, bad. That's worrying. It's worrying. Uh, Are well, you I saying that, that they should have gotten worrying. Callum Wilson or? Well, I was saying they got rid of Callum Robinson. They sent him oh. to West, uh, West Brom. Yeah, see, yeah. So, yeah. and then the big, yeah. the big one that everyone's been talking about, right, is is the United deals of not getting Sancho. Uh, here's the thing with the Sancho thing: <laughs> they were never gonna get him, ever. Exactly. So, <laughs> I don't even know. He's a so phenomenal player. I'm it's not very. It's very. It's very. Oh, cat is choking himself. Get, don't choke yourself, you stupid fucking mutt mongrel. Is the cat a United fan? No, he's orange. <laughs> I don't know what that means. His tail is big. No, here's the thing with the United thing, all right? The Germans do business early. They don't fuck around. They'll, they'll buy guys, keep the guy in the team, and then just get them later, right? They're very right. different transfer system. They set the price for Sancho at 120 million pounds. United came back with like, oh, could it be 80? They're like, it's 120 million. We're German. This is the deal. Could it be, you know, 95? 
It's 120 million. The deadline to sign him is August 10th. Oh, August 9th. Well, we'll, we'll give you 95 and uh, some young players. The deal is 120, and tomorrow's the deadline. The deadline passes. They're like, that deadline doesn't mean anything. They keep calling with different numbers. They're like, the deadline passed. And just stop talking to them. They've been bullshitting everyone. Like, all this room, oh, Sancho, the Germans aren't fucking around. If they say they're going to invade Poland on September 3rd, 1939, they're going to fucking do it. It's not a surprise. That's the Hitler mention of the week. (laughs) Like, they're doing it, right? They're not bullshitting you. Like, this is a, like, Dortmund is so much better well-run club than United. And it's laughable. They're playing 16-year-olds. They're buying players from the championship. Bellingham, killer player. If you're a nerd like me and watches the championship, this is a scrawny, big-framed, athletic, African, well, English-African kid who's super badass. They buy him, they put him in. They're just killing it. Like, why are all the young players going to Germany? Because Germans are like, you know what? That kid who's 17 versus the kid who's 23, he's better and he's cheaper. And by the time he's 23, we can sell him because we're the only people who play them. (laughs) Right? You take a young kid and play him, he's going to go up in value. And you got him for nothing. Do you know how much they got Sancho from City for? Like 10 million. million. Yeah. Not even. Like, and we're yep. sitting here, and City's sitting here spending 50 million on 50 million here. and 50, Like, what if my team is really bad at recognizing talent? Like, the only one we've had is, is, is Foden, and all the other ones just leave. Well, and for the, again, for the uninitiated, Jaden Sancho was imagine if the New York Yankees had the best prospect in baseball and yeah. they refused to play him. And yeah. he was like, I'm fucking leaving because I don't want to do it remi- this. Anymore. It reminds me of, uh, the Phillies when they had Howard and who is this? And Utley. Utley. They kept them in the minors. Yeah. They both and like mashing. And they're like, no, we we gotta we gotta keep our Latino shortstop dude. I can't remember the guy who blocked Jimmy Rollins. No, no, no. The other one. There was a Latino second baseman that was he was good, but yeah, he yeah. was blocking Utley. And then Tommy okay. Tommy was blocking was blocking Howard. And right. just like the dude is mashing. He's already 25. What are you doing? Yeah. So so yeah, the, he he left for Borussia Dortmund in Germany, uh, one of the one of the better teams. And oh, it's the second uh, biggest team in Germany. It's a big deal. Yes, it's like right. the Liverpool of Germany. Exactly. I was going to make that comparison as well. So he's refused to uh, basically. Leave. He, he's he's loving it there, loving life there. He's he's made his way into the England he team. How old s- do you think he is now? Twenty. Twenty. He literally said, "I'm not leaving Dortmund after the deadline passed." It's just ridiculous. So United sit around after a debacle. Like, they have the terrible Spurs game where the defense is just a catastrophe. Everyone's expecting a center back. They bring in Cavani, who's basically – it's basically bringing in Kevin Brown, right? (laughs) Right? Well done. (laughs) I was going to go Carl Bovano, but yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's Kevin Brown. Well, because he was awesome, right? Like, Cavani is number three in the mess in the Ronaldo uh, Messi era in goal scored. Yeah. So no. Like, and he's, he's phenomenal. Right. But he's, but, just, and he's handsome he's and he does ballet. Uh, he might be. <laughs> <laughs> he may, he may go the way of a, of a, of a, of a Jenner. I'm not sure which one or their name or who they are or what. There's many options. They could be anything. 
but he's 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 really pretty and got long hair. I don't know where he's going with that. <laughs> our show, folks. No, uh, so no, but next week we're gonna start having some guests who are we're gonna make very uncomfortable with jokes like that. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. we're gonna call we, it. We're, op- like we're we- calling it Operation Barbarossa. That's another. <laughs> yeah. That's another World War Two joke. Uh, we're probably going to have Chari on at some point. We're going to have Jesse Marshall from The Athletic. Hey! Yeah, somebody real, somebody reputable. Uh, yeah, but not to talk, talk about, about the sport him. that he covers. Yeah, and not to, go, not to come talk about hockey, believe me. We have, to, so ask him, have, we have, to, we have to make sure to ask him if, if he wants David Moyes to ever come back onto the sideline. Oh, absolutely. Or does he want him to manage West Ham from Zoom? From Zoom. Uh, yeah, he's a big West Ham supporter, so we're going to have a lot of fun with that. I, I want, wait, Ham actually, Spurs. this is really interesting. I wonder if you can manage your team by Zoom, can you manage more than one team? Like, could Pep just manage like three teams at once? <laughs> <laughs> that has to be like the natural progression for Pep, right? Because he's done everything else. What, yeah. what is there left? Can he manage NYCFC at the same time as a robot, like robot Pep? Yeah. Well, the games aren't even on simultaneously, so he's fine. Yeah. What are they doing? I tried to, I tried to stick with MLS. I, I'm done. It's unwatchable. I'm, out. I'm in one of the more hotbed cities for MLS, and I, I shun it like it's the plague. Have you it's gone terrible. to a game, though? I mean, you can't. No. That's the thing. Well, no. I've been here I, three years. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> no, but the thing is, it's, it's really fun. That's, the, that's, the, that's what MLS has, right? MLS is the, holy shit, the fan experience is super fun, right? Yeah. That's what they did in Atlanta. They made it cheap. They made all the beer real cheap, and people just go to the game, get wasted, and play and let Atlanta play. And now they don't yeah. have their best player because that league is, it doesn't, it's, it's, I'm going to, this is a side rant. It's as though the league doesn't understand soccer, which is not shocking. It's a weak link sport. All the stars you want. It doesn't matter if you have one shitty player, the whole thing falls apart. Right. Right. Like <laughs> it just, it, that's why the teams have primacy and that's why the players move on. You go get another one. You don't care. Like, there's so much less star power in soccer in a weird way than, than any other sport. Like the reason why everyone on holds the field specifically. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why people hold on to Messi and Ronaldo so much is because they're out of this world, incredible at another level. Right. But Kevin De Bruyne really unassuming, probably the best player in the world right now. If he leaves, he's gone. No one remembers him. He just, Oh, he was good. Who is talking about David Silva, Silva still, right? Like, yeah, he's just gone. That's he it. was there for a decade. Yeah. Nope. We don't talk about him anymore. Yep. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. You're just like onto your team's game. Yeah, that's the other thing. Of- there's no, there's no, and this is definitely worthy of more time than we'll give it right now, but like there's no retired numbers, right? Like there's no, no it's, like, no. it's uh, Kevin De Bruyne wore number 10 or whatever. No, you get, a, you get a statue. You get it. Well, if you're, if you're that good. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. like, but but ninety nine percent of them, no, you don't. You get like a testimony. No, you, you get become like a day you become the, the new, but you become the new ten or the new seven. Like exactly. it's a different way to think about it, right? Like if if they kept Jeter at number two, when a number two came in, you'd be like, well, that's a big deal. Someone's right. wearing the number two. Right? Somebody's wearing that's, the number two. It, it, it's kind of a shame, right? You kind of wish they didn't retire numbers because then you'd be like, oh, he got the number three shirt. 
for the Yankees. Right, right, right. Oh, he's our big guy, right? Like you'd give right. the number like three. Wearing you'd, number give three. The, you'd give Judge the three, right? And you'd give yeah. Stanton the four. That would be actually be fucking cool, right? That'd be kind of cool if they yeah, kept okay. it. If they kept that lineup system, right? Because the numbers were just where you were in the lineup. But no, one, which is true of soccer mostly as well. Still, well, it based on the four four two, right? Yes. The numbers didn't change that much. But it would have been cool if teams all just had like one to twelve or one to fifteen, yeah. and you know, it's just like the, your pitchers. That's why pitchers were sixteen because they were the last ones. If it was just like, oh, the leadoff guy, oh, you're gonna be our number one, the number two, I'll change the lineups, people get all freaked out. That would be really cool. I kind of, it's kind of a shame they didn't do that. That's interesting. It's a weird, yeah. But we, we, so we'll touch on that a little bit more. This is what happens when we have two weeks without football. So no, no, no. Um, this is good. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to keep good. going. Uh, I'll keep going. Being, what do you got? This ended up being better than better than what I what I thought. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. What do you got? I, ha- I had. Oh, I had something. So, so it's international break, and one of the things that's quirky about it, which specifically for England, is that the United Kingdom is one country but they have four teams and that was to get England into uh, the competitions. Cause they were hold a holdout. And the only way they would join UEFA is if they got to have four teams. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they got Northern Ireland, which is not a country. They got Scotland, which is not a country. Well, which is not an independent country, Wales and England. Wales. So they basically got four votes in this smaller thing. Like back in the day it was smaller. So what I thought about was, wouldn't CONCACAF be fucking amazing if the United States got split up for soccer? Like we just no, because we suck. No, but it would be so much more competitive, right? Like if you just did it, but yeah, but not in CONCACAF. We'd be awesome if we, yeah, we could play in the World Cup as the U.S. It would have to be Mexico and Canada would have to be split up too. I don't. I, I just, or maybe there's a soccer. There's a. That, I'm just trying to think of like, what if the states were states like in in tournaments, like they were just all yeah. broken up? It'd be fucking awesome. Okay. Yeah, because then no, there'd be, be like awesome. there'd be like tons and tons of teams, right? You'd have to have more more teams out of out of Concacaf because it's like California made the 2015 World Cup, but they didn't make the <laughs> two, or, or like New York is holding up their Gold Cup is like the fucking most awesome thing ever, right? And you have to <laughs> prove you were born there. And all this shit, and you'd have all this cool stuff, and be like, "Oh, where are the soccer hotbeds?" You'd be like, "Why is Missouri have all these championships? Because St. Right. Louis was a, a soccer hotbed, and just really." And I just, then you'd have you'd have like the the high school football thing in Texas with like the fake mailboxes and shit, yeah, just yeah. to prove you're on the side have, of town. And you'd have real rivalry. You'd be like, "Oh my god!" You'd have some you'd, you'd have, have like, some oh. fucked up shit going on. Yeah, you'd which have is like what oh my we're god. missing. We're yes. missing the fucked up shit. Yes. Yeah, okay. I've come around. I've come yes. around to this idea. When fucking when when Washington plays Oregon, that's border. That's a border war. Right. I'm sure there's beef between the Dakotas. I don't know, but there might be. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I mean no, I, Montana I, I mean, just hates both of them. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it would be interesting if 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 we took our giant country of 300 million and in in a lot of senses and pushed things down, right? They'd just be yeah. like, hey, there's a fucking president of the West of the Western states. <laughs> it's just separate. <laughs> well, like, have you watched uh, Colin Quinn's special from like last year, Red State, Blue State, or whatever? I have, but I don't remember. I mean, I remember. So I just rewatched it, and it's shockingly ahead of its time. It's so good. He's um, so good. He's great. But he basically says, he's like, there was God put mountains and rivers in the way to basically say, no, this is supposed to be a different fucking country. Right? Like, <laughs> Europe understood that. We just, we got greedy. So well, he's like, yeah. 
every 700 miles, somebody thinks of something different. And he's like, is it really that different from Wales to Ukraine to Utah and New Jersey? Is that really different? Like, <laughs> Yes, I'll tell you why. They speak different no, no, no. languages. Is it, is it really that much? Like, of course, Utah and New Jersey. It's like, that's exactly the same as the differences in Europe. So, no, that, but that's my shout out of the week is Colin Quinn's Red State Blue State on Netflix. It's really, really yeah, good. Yeah, I, I just, I just, I, I'm in this new state where I'm just like, hmm, United States. Hmm. One of these yeah. words, one of these words isn't quite working <laughs> these days. I think, I think it's going to get a little bit weird. Like, for the first it most time, it certainly I, is. I just think for the first time in my life, there is a path now that maybe it won't be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if, if England can Brexit, then why can't California Calexit? <laughs> Nobody's stopping them. <laughs> Listen, well, at some point, they're going to drift off into the Pacific Ocean anyway. So <laughs> let's just get it going, right? Let's start the process. Well, I mean, what were the old territories, right? Like, oh, the Washington Territory before there were yes. states. They were all together anyway. Right? Fuck yeah. it. And you know yeah. what? Give the Indians back a country. They can have their own. You guys want Oklahoma? You got it. It's all yours. (laughs) You've earned it. You've earned it. But we get casinos now too. But but I do, but what I would do, I'd be like, okay, Mexico, we're doing this game. Things are splitting up. Arizona and the northern parts of Mexico are all gonna be one country and it's gonna be called Norteño Bill. It's just gonna be its own thing. With the capital (laughs) as Tijuana. They're just taking the whole thing. And you know what, San Diego, we're going. We're gonna go, we're gonna go. We're going, we're going to be part of this other culture. We're taking our taco. Oh, we would delude into madness. And I welcome it. I think it would be great. There would definitely be some wars. But like, um, so, yeah, we don't have any water. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to need that water, Colorado. Just you guys are going to give us that. Well, what would you like for it? Your blood. That's what we would like for it. Thank we, you very much. Well, since you don't have any people, we're just going to go ahead and take the water. <laughs> We did it once. We'll do it again. <laughs> so, you don't want to listen, Colorado. Do you want to do this the easy way, or do you want to do it right? The way they're like they're they're hiking, they're smoking weed, and you know these fucking starving water, you know, drenched Survive. people wandering out of the desert. Be like, give me the fucking water. I want the water. <laughs> oh, I've thought this all through. I've thought this all through. I think we're done. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's a cap we'll, for this week. We'll, we'll be back uh, Monday to probably just kind of do the preview or, and have Chari on. Just, or maybe not. Chari, not yet. We'll have Chari on. We've got a really big week, a weekend coming up next Not this weekend. weekend so we'll, weekend. yeah. That's what I'm saying. So we will, we'll probably break up the preview over two shows because we've got four or five great matches yeah. next weekend. So you've got we're going to have a lot of fun with that. You've Stay got tuned bail. for it. I've got bail. Oh, yeah. So we've, we've got, got a lot we've, of stuff. We've got cover. Everton. We've got Everton, Liverpool, which is huge. We've got City, Arsenal, uh, Tottenham, West Ham. Weirdly, kind of a big game it's if you're from right London. And, yeah, and like I said, we'll have Jesse on to talk about that. And so a super fun, fun to cover. Even a, an even weirder, strangely fun game is uh, a Leeds versus Wolves. We've got a, Le- a loser leaves town match in West Brom versus Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another, another derby, a secret underground derby, is uh, Crystal Palace, Brighton because they shared a stadium and they're both in South right. London. Crystal Palace is actually probably like only 15 miles, 20 miles from, well, maybe more, maybe 30 miles from Brighton. So there's a lot That's of interesting, amount, fun yeah. stuff going on. Even Newcastle United. I wouldn't put New, Newcastle past beating United. I could With, see right where they, where they were looking right now. So yeah. So like I said, there's plenty to cover. We're going to do it over two episodes next week. 
if you've made it this long, come back. Uh, it's going to be even as even more interesting next week. Please, in the comments, uh, give us a, if you can if you can uh, give us a Nazi shout out. That might be fun. Uh, just what to, just, of, to, yeah. just to know we'll that you were listening. Right? We'll <laughs> Easter egg. Say, what what part of Nazi Germany would you like us to discuss next week? We'll look into it. and We'll get back to you. Okay. <laughs> All right, Mike. Bye. That was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. This was a crap football, crap pundit production. We will return on Mondays and Thursdays for the Premier League season. We will talk about soccer and other things that interest us. Mike is crazy. Laurent is insane. That's why it works.